Welcome to the club, Andy. What sort of reasons made you made you come for this job, and, and what makes you uh, excited to join Geisley? You know where where I've kind of just come from as well. You know, I don't want to be out of the game too long because I believe uh, you know whether you're a manager or a player, you always want to be uh, either playing a game or managing a game, and that's how you you get your experience, and, and that's how you continue to um, you know be involved in the game, if you like, and. Kind of since um, you know I've started the management side of things, um, you know I've, I've got a real hunger and a desire to get to the levels that I want to get to. Um, you know, in, in Geisley, it's a team that you know I moved to, to Yorkshire ten years ago after I finished playing at Scunthorpe, and um, it's a team at the time that you know we got to the conference and you know uh, kind of settled around the conference north and. You know, you look at it, and it over, you know, probably since COVID, it's you know, gone a little bit down. Um, but it, obviously, the infrastructure here, um, you know, we, even the playing squad, you know, I think 13th in the division at the minute. Um, but there's loads of positives. There's loads of excitement that, that I see this job as. Um, trying to bring a community back together. I want to bring a community back together. We want to be a community um, football club. Um, you know, look at attendances. You know, can we try and reach higher on them? Can we try and link with local schools and local football clubs even more? Can but but the reality is, uh, you know, it's the football on the pitch that people we want them to be excited about um, and that's not going to happen overnight which is an old cliche I get it uh, certainly the, the next run of games is really tough um, but one thing we'll be saying to the players is if you ain't going into games belief uh, against anybody you, you know you're at the wrong football club because we will want the players to, to fight for, for the ball until the last second of the games and um, you know I don't want to be a manager that comes in and says look at what I've done previously and X, Y and Z but my teams will be fit. Um, I want them to be the fittest team on the pitch. Um, I don't want the fitness side of things to to, to be questioned at any point. Um, and I think at this level, uh, which is a very tough level, um, for me, uh, that's a non-negotiable. Um, we will want the players to be even fitter than they currently are. And I was you know, just looking at your record, and obviously you're mm -hmm. former Premier League footballer. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's not many in in Guise's history that's had that. In fact, I thought you might be the first, but <laughs> Bobby Davison, who managed us back in the late '90s, he was also played nine games for Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, you've you've had a you've had a great playing career. You're a young manager, relatively young manager, aren't you? In yeah. in, in in the time, um, tell us a bit about your your, your experiences uh, from your playing side and what you hope to bring to the club from that. I think from a playing side. Uh, you know, people will look at my, my stature maybe now. You know, as a winger, um, I made my debut for Stockport in the Championship at eight and a half stone against Millwall. Um, so I had to, you know, almost study a game because, you know, I, 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 had, I had a lot of speed and trickery, but I knew, you know, the, the power side of it I was lacking. So if I got into a certain distance of a fullback, I know they could get their arm across me. So certain things like that you learn early on. Um, and then that took me in, into my career, and again going back to you know kind of what I've just said about my, my management style, I, I was always one of the fittest, if not the fittest, at every club I went to because what what I might have lacked in in power or or other areas, 
you know fitness is I believe one of the biggest things in football people look at Man City and the way that they play football and they think it's easy um, but to, to give a, a good pass and then create a good angle and maybe not get the ball and then move again you know there's two or three spins we're talking about before you even receive the ball or you might never get it so um, if you're not training for the way you want to play I, I believe you'll struggle and, and that's something that I took from working with the likes of you know Mick McCarthy who was a great manager for me um, you know he, he bringing me through a, a you know, from Stockport to Sunderland, uh, giving me my Premier League debut, winning, you know, being in a Championship winning side to get to the Premier League, and he, but he treated me like a person, um, not not just as a player, uh, and I think that's a big thing as well. Uh, Sammy McElroy, he, he was part of the deal that saw me go from Stockport to Sunderland, and you know, again, uh, I know Sammy's involved at Macclesfield now because I saw him in the summer in a pre-season friendly, and his knowledge is second to none. But again, another good guy, good coach, good manager. Uh, treats players like people, uh, not not just like players. And um, you know, throughout my career, it's, I've always strived to to be a winner. Um, but it's, it's like you know, people often think, well, um, just because you're doing the practice means you're going to get rewards, and that's not the way life works. Just because you go to the gym once doesn't mean you're going to be muscly. So. We're going to have to work, uh, you know, uh, at this club, and exactly like I did in my career. Sometimes I got rewards, sometimes I didn't. But that that kind of mindset of being hard working, being hard to beat, um, is is inevitably what I've I've learned over my time as a player. Um, lots of clubs as well, you know, moved over to the MLS and then came back and. You know, played uh, majority after after that time in League One, um, but enjoyed every minute of it. And and that's that's one thing that people forget is the reason why you started playing is because you love the game and enjoy it. And that's what I, I do. I love the game. I enjoy it. You know, got four kids myself. They all play. We we all eat, breathe, sleep football. And um, if if you don't love the game, for me, it's very hard to I think for players to. To probably work with me because I'm I'm quite intense on my love for the game, if you like, which is for me what sums non-league. You know, people are passionate about it. Um, people want to want to be involved for the right reasons of growing the club. And they ain't getting paid thousands of pounds. There's, you know, what I love about non-league is the voluntary side of it. You know, the the, the volunteers are absolutely immense, uh, and you, you can't run these clubs without those people. And of course, you've gone into uh, your management career with non league Started with Osset United, or Osset yeah. Albion rather, then yeah. they merged into Osset United. Then you went on to Bury. Yeah. Started Bury AFC, obviously merged yeah. with Bury FC, and hopefully that doesn't happen with Geisley. Um, <laughs> but um, tell us a bit, because obviously you had some experience. You beat us in the West yeah. Riding County Cup yeah. final, didn't you, yeah. in uh, 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 2018, it was? So yeah. Tell us about yeah. how you found those formative years working in non league. Um, it was, well, got thrown in at the deep end at Osset Albion really because they were second bottom of the league with two points um, but probably similar to, to Tongi and, and Fozzie eh? you know they just I, I just went in and, and said to, made made the game simple for the players uh, made us hard to beat and just got the lads fit and you know you had a couple of quality players here and there and, and you know we went on an incredible run there we were, all of a sudden we were fighting with 
South Shields and Hyde and you know the teams that were really fighting. I mean, Bamber Bridge, I think, went up that season. We beat them last game of the season 4 0. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, I look back on that and um, really good grounding. No money. Um, having to almost beg, steal, and borrow, but football at any level is about your trust in teams network um, and that's not just on the pitch or in a dressing room or it's it's the stands it's in the clubhouse it's you guys in the media it's uh, directors it's chairmen and it's everybody believing in one kind of philosophy that this club um, you know needs to be about and that's kind of what I did at Osset um, and obviously then <laughs> that was only I think were six six months and then two clubs form to, to create Osset United and kind of started again and you're building a, 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 a you know mentality and a philosophy again and going into a new season went out into the schools and spoke with lots of local clubs and said look every game we need to make sure we've got a certain amount of kids and, and people that come into the games and you've gone from two clubs which have been probably averaging about 100 or maybe sometimes over 100 maybe every now and again a couple of hundred to Osset United, you know, where uh, we we averaged over a f over 500 every game, uh, which you know the place was buzzing. It was exciting. It was, you know uh, some real exciting games. You know, winning games, four nil first home game. You know, uh, winning last minute games with a four three win or a two one or and fighting at the top end of the table. You know, getting to the playoffs and you know. Um, Obviously, the West Riding Cup final, uh, which again, just little things as a club. Phil Smith, who was the, uh, the the CEO there, if you like, um, we spoke about it. We knew we had a real big fan base because we played Halifax at home in the previous round, and I think we got uh, over a thousand. And you know, they were on about it being at the West Riding FA, and we said, well, why don't we hold it at Infield? We'll get a lot of our fans in, and they'll know the ground. It will be a little bit more comfortable, and you know, it was amazing, amazing crowd that night. And you know, uh, it was yeah, it was a great night for the club. I don't think they've won a, a trophy in 30 years, and you know, again, a fond memory. Um, you know, people may look at the West Riding Cup as oh, it's you know a local count, kind of county cup, but that meant a lot to me uh, as a manager. Um, and it's the first, hopefully, of many, uh, which obviously led me on to Bury and, you know, winning the league uh, with them in in the first season, which was great. Yeah, not sure I've got so many happy memories of the County Cup for <laughs> defeat at Osset, but um, obviously Bury would be a great experience as well. Mm -hmm. a completely different level of uh, scrutiny um, yeah. and fan base. Um, you know, not not many documentaries are going to be filmed about your time here, I don't suppose. Yeah. But um, um, what 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 sort of did that teach you as well for? you'd be bringing into this game this club <clears throat> uh, I, I absolutely loved my time at Bury. Um, in, in my you know with, with, with my staff um, you know my family we were all embedded in the football club um, you know for the last three years um, you know obviously starting at Radcliffe and uh, you know being top of the league then Covid it so that season got curtailed and then the season starts again and then we won that the league that year we lost one game all year but there was some great memories from it um, and then going into to last season 
we had 60 games in the season because we were, you know, again, we, we, we had a real good cup run, got to the quarters of the FA Vars and got beat on penalties and then got to the fourth round qualifier in the in the uh, FA Cup. It took us nine games to get there um, and then got beat by York. Yeah, we 1-1 up until the last, I think they scored in the 86 minute. Um, but you know, the, just the, the fans were absolutely incredible, and you know, I've made some great friends for life there. You know, when it got announced last night, the you know the amount of messages I've got on my phone from all the Berry fans is is incredible, and they've all said they'll be down to a game, and you know, it'd be nice to get them down to to a few games, and you know, um, what happened this year, it happened. We, we were on a very very good run as a. As a as a team, um, but you know the political side of football sometimes gets the better, and um, I, I'm a big boy. I have to take it on the chin, and um, it's all great experience for me now because I take it into this role now, and you know it, it's a it's a higher level. Um, you know I've I've played at this level, played at higher levels, and I believe where we are as a football club right now, guys, is that we are. In a situation where the, the, the seasons started off, you know, kind of as a, a bit of a jolt, you know, trying to get going, trying to get going, picked up a few results in the last four games with with Tongi and Fozzy, um, but make no bones about it, it, you know, there's certain levels that will need to improve um, with with the squad that's here, um, and also the games coming up because it's a very very tough league, um, you know you. I think probably when I came out of the game, it might have been 2015 or 2016, I went to FC United at this level. And I don't think the standard was as high as what it is now. Um, you know, it's very, very high standard and, um, you know, a lot of money flying around as well. And, you know, let's be honest about where we are, we're probably a mid table side in that. And uh, as much as the history of guys it has been, they've been conference, conference north. There has to be a little bit of humility about that, but we have to make that work for us because what we might not be able to spend in in pounds, we, we can make up with heart and desire and passion. And finally, what do you hope uh, your first season looks like here at Geisley? Um, hopefully it's long start of a long journey for us, but um, it's midway through season, like you say, a lot of yeah. tough teams in this division, a lot of tough teams coming up in the next few weeks. Where would you like to see the club at the end of the season? I think for, for us as staff coming in, we, we, we want to almost create a, a mindset change in, in where guys currently is. I think it's probably been a bit too accepting in how times have changed and moved down levels. And it's time to kind of stand up now and go, right, OK, the only people that can change that is, is us as a football club. It just mean the players on the pitch. We need the buying from everyone in terms of um, telling the nan, the gran, the, the best friend at school, you know, they need to get down to Nethermore on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday and, and get behind the lads. And um, you know, speaking to to Judy there, and she said you're not allowed to drum, so <laughs> I, I'll keep that one quiet. But you know, just creating an energetic atmosphere yeah. and getting you know, you know, the, the biggest one is is getting the, the the fans and the players connected. And we've all got to do that together. It ain't gonna happen overnight, but it, it, you know, we've we've all got a role to play. And I want everyone to play the role. So for the forthcoming season, it, 
I hope it's going to be a culture change that everyone can buy into. But most of all, um, exciting, enjoyable, and um, you know, resilient, hard to be that that type of mindset and mentality.